Hey guys, welcome back to Midnight Haze. It's been almost two weeks since our last chat, but I've been spending any extra time that I've had kind of diving into a new hobby of mine. And maybe it's just the ADHD in me, but sometimes, most of the time, I start things and the flame burns out quicker than the match that I use to light the fire of the interest to begin with. I just always find these things that I'm interested in and want to pursue, and once I do, the excitement wears off and it ends up seeming more like a burden than a hobby. Which is kind of how I've been feeling about podcasting lately. And in hindsight, I think it's partly because I don't receive a whole lot of interaction on here, and mostly because it's so early on in this thing, and I'm just wired to where I feel like if it's not instant success, then I'm failing at it. Which isn't the case here, but this is also just a place where I can come talk about all the things that I'm interested in, and just hope that at least one person can relate. And I feel like I've done that. I've had a few people reach out personally, and I so appreciate it. I just also suck at responding, so if I haven't gotten back to you, I do apologize. I usually check the Q&A on Spotify and on my pod page almost daily, so I'm just more likely to respond on either of those quicker and be reminded to actually respond whenever I check, because once I read a text or any message and that notification disappears and if I got sidetracked and didn't respond right at that moment then I probably won't think of it again for a few months or even years from now. I don't know why I'm like this but I am. You can see the 92 to 115 unread text messages on my phone. Anywho, my newest hobby is herbalism or naturopathic remedies, or apothecary maybe is what they call it. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But all that, I guess. I've just always been interested in this stuff, which is why I began gardening a few years ago. And as I mentioned before, in about 2018, my oldest had the GI issues, and I went to the health food store to see if any natural remedies would help. Kind of more than what the doctors and specialists did, and they did. And so I was hooked from there. But then I got pregnant with my youngest, and life got even busier, and I tried to stay as natural as I could, but the past few years I've slacked. I mean, I still buy all natural hygiene and cleaning products when possible, and food again whenever possible. But here recently, I've just really gotten into all of it again and it really just started like most of my other hobbies or interests. I was just scrolling through my TikTok for you page which is mostly just conspiracies and a few funny videos and a lot of homesteading and gardening videos but then it happened. I stumbled across a video of Barbara O'Neill, and if you don't know who she is, she is an amazing naturopathic herbalist and speaker who does these amazing seminars and travels around the world teaching people about all natural remedies, and I just think she's cool as shit. 
She kind of reminds me of a modern day, all natural Florence Nightingale. But she's from Australia and I've done some research on her. So I guess in Australia, she was doing seminars and stuff there and they ended up like telling her like someone recorded one of her seminars and posted it on YouTube and so she got pulled in front of this tribunal I guess it's called there and they were like why are you saying that you can cure all these things or cure cancer and she was like I'm not saying that I can cure cancer I'm just saying like I can help with these things and just showing about all natural remedies I guess and I guess she ended up getting like a lawyer and it was like this whole thing and they were like well you can't go around saying these things like it's dangerous to go against medical advice and do these all natural remedies and say that they work if they don't and she had a lawyer I guess and they ended up saying like she couldn't practice medicine but they didn't have like any real evidence on her I guess and so she asked her lawyer her and her husband she's like in her 70s and they were like well is she gonna like not lose her license she'll be allowed to like still practice this stuff and I guess the lawyer was like no like she's not gonna be allowed to teach or practice or whatever it is that she did um, here in Australia, but she's not going to go to jail because she's not guilty. If she was guilty, she would go to jail, but she just lost her license and isn't allowed to teach these things there in Australia anymore. So she just travels around the world now to different areas like New Zealand and the UK and here in the US. And she does like these seminars, which are really cool. And I would like to go to one at some point in my lifetime or her lifetime, I guess. But she uses these all natural remedies and old wives tales that are said to be flukes or wrong or dangerous, but they really used to be common practices before the medical industry grew to be what it is now. Which, in my opinion, I guess that I feel like the medical industry is just that, an industry. And there's no money to be made in healthy people. And I've always kind of thought that for a long time now. If it was really about health and healing, then we would really be taking preventative measures. And when I say preventative measures, I don't mean like the vaccine industry, but... More in the sense of making sure our bodies stay healthy and our immune system doesn't get so weak to where we succumb to all these illnesses and chronic diseases or autoimmune diseases. And they would just teach us about the natural resources that we have at our fingertips for little to nothing or things that we can grow ourselves that we can use to heal like parts of us that need healing. And, I don't know. Like I said, there's just not much money to be made in that because you can do it yourself. And, honestly, I think that a lot of the reason it's not completely banned here 
at this moment is because not many people practice it and everyone still follows modern medicine rather than the holistic and old wives tales because that's just what we've been taught to believe in which is fine I just think that that's why it's not banned here yet because many people stray away from those because they tell us that they're bad or you know that they don't work or we need antibiotics and all this stuff which nowadays like there's so many things that are mutating because we've been using antibiotics for so long that these viruses are kind of getting used to these strains or of antibiotics and so they're mutating to become stronger because that's what viruses do but I don't know that's just what I believe and kind of just how it is I guess I do think that they have it like under close watch and if it ever gets too big and popular I believe big pharma and the government which in my eyes are the same thing um We'll probably have it all banned and illegal to, like, buy, sell, trade, or grow these things. And I think it'll be treated kind of similar to the Salem Witch Trials. And I say that because they always say that anyone practicing it is a quack or a witch or giving dangerous advice and can go to jail for it. And I think in some cases we're, like, already there, which is scary to think. Every time I hear about doctors getting banned or their license getting taken away for these things, it kind of just sends me down a rabbit hole of whys. And I go and listen to them or read their books or their articles. And it's kind of just like whenever they ban a book, I want to go read that book because why are we banning things in a world where we are supposed to be free and have free thoughts, opinions, and speech? That doesn't seem very free to me. And it kind of seems like you're guilty of hiding something or controlling the narrative. Plus, it's like, it's our bodies. So if we want to try something natural or try an alternative route, why can't we? Like, it's literally our bodies. We should be able to choose what we want to do. But it always just circles back to two things for me, which are money and power. And if something's affecting either of those things, it's a wrap. And like I said earlier, in my opinion, Big Pharma and the government are the same to me. So there's the money and the power. It just makes me feel so annoyed when like stuff like this happens. And people just so blindly trust Big Pharma because of science. Yet, science is always changing and evolving. Like, right now, the FDA just voted and... They're pulling a lot of decongestants for cold and flu because new scientific data shows that one of the ingredients is basically useless. So, I just don't get how some people are so close-minded not to see it when it's like blatantly obvious. It's just all about money. And sure, they'll take out the ingredient and God only knows what they'll put in its place, but we won't know the effects of that for years until they either pull it to or say that it actually works. But that's just science. It takes time. 
And I think that a lot of these old wives tales, like, I don't know if you people probably wouldn't say that it's science, but I think of it kind of similar, like these have been used for years and years and they became old wives tales because it was passed down from generation to generation until again big pharma and the medical industry got so big that they kind of shut that down like oh it's dangerous or you shouldn't do this but if it was really that dangerous like i don't think the population would be as big as it is but that's just my opinion Anywho, where was I? I'm kind of done with that rant. Um, so the hobby and Barbara. So I've been listening to her and it's cold and flu season and the decongestants don't work. So they're pulling them, yada, yada. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do this cold and flu season to kind of get prepped? And I found like this remedy, this all natural old wives tale whatever you want to call it and it's garlic and honey and one you use like garlic cloves and then you have to use like raw unfiltered organic honey like the real deal and you put that in a jar and you let it ferment which is where you keep it in like a cool dark place and um you burp it so what that means is like you unscrew the lid let some of the air out and then you just seal it back up and go on to the next day and you do that every day for about six weeks and then there was another one for like onions garlic and honey and again you let it ferment for six weeks and you burp them every day and then you strain them or you can leave the garlic cloves in and eat those and they just have healing properties in them for things like coughs and sore throats and the cold and flu stuff like that and garlic is actually a great natural antibiotic in many ways so these things like help with fighting cold and flus lowering blood pressure detoxing heavy metals and just antioxidants and so much more and i'm not giving medical advice but this is just my personal research from what i've read what i've found um, so do your own research at your own discretion. I also do oregano oil, or oil of oregano is what they call it, which is just as simple as it sounds. Oregano oil, or oregano, dried oregano, and I always get organic because, you know, it's not processed and all that stuff. And then you just put it in a glass jar and you fill it up with um, extra virgin olive oil or organic olive oil and oregano is a natural antibiotic as well it helps lower cholesterol improves gut health helps with inflammation stuff like that and so I'm trying all of these things because why not and I have two kids so I'm like I want to be prepared for cold and flu season and I'll never give this stuff to my kids without me trying it first like if anything goes wrong it's gonna to happen to me and that's fine but 
I always try it out, test it, and then if it works, I'll give it to my kids. That's great, but I always try it first. That's just what I do. Um, but again, these are like all natural remedies, so it's not really going to hurt anything. And some people worry about botulism with honey. And so you can get like pH um, testing strips. So that way you can test the pH balance. Anything under 4.6 is good. Anything higher than um, that, then you can have botulism from this stuff. So, and not just this stuff, but anything canned, anything homemade, really anything. The bacteria of botulism is in a lot of things. It's just whenever it's activated um, that it becomes toxic and dangerous in the bloodstream. So you can look it up, do your own research. That's what I do. Um, but again, I'm just on here to talk about the things that I'm interested in. So that's what I'm interested in now. Um, also Celtic salt. Um, Barbara says that Celtic salt has 82 of the minerals that are in our bones and body. And I think there's like 92, but Celtic salt only has 82, which is still a lot. And um, it has magnesium in it and stuff like that. And you just put like a few granules on your tongue, let it dissolve, and then you drink your water. So you don't put it in your water, but then it helps like the water get into the cell in your body. And then it helps you like stay hydrated and really helps with your body's absorption of the minerals and the water. And so I've been taking that because it also helps lower blood pressure and stuff like that. And I have high blood pressure. So I'm at this point, I'm trying anything. I'm only 27 and I don't want to be on a medication for the rest of my life. So I'm trying diet changes. I'm trying the all natural remedies and exercise. Like, I think that this is something that I could probably get under control myself now before it becomes where I have to take a antibiotic, or not an antibiotic, but a medication the rest of my life. I don't want that. Who, who wants to be on medication their entire life before they're even 30 years old? And so, yeah, Celtic salt's really good. Um, poultices, I've been doing poultices which is just where you take like vegetables and just herbs and stuff like that. And you can do these wraps or um, a poultice. So I did a ginger poultice. I was having some lower back pain and ginger is really good for inflammation and joint pain. And so I just grated up some ginger and put that on my lower back and it feels like icy hot. Um, it kind of, like, I could feel it drawing out the heat. And it burned, but it wasn't, like, burning my skin or anything. Um, it, again, it just felt, like, icy hot. And I woke up the next morning after doing that. I kind of, I left it on there for, like, two hours. And I woke up the next morning, and my back pain was gone. And I have poor posture, so I'm sure that I do have some, like, joint inflammation. And my mom has rheumatoid arthritis, so I'm pretty sure that's genetic. Um, but I've kind of been in denial about it. Again, I'm only 27. I don't want to think that I have these things, so I'm just trying to be a step ahead. So, garlic helps pull out 
Um, our ginger helps pull out the inflammation in joints. Now, a potato poultice would help pull out um, inflammation in the tissue and for like inflamed tissue and stuff like that. So that's really good for that. And then, oh, it's just been so much. I've literally dove so deep into this and there's still so much left to learn. And so I was on the hunt for Celtic salt for like a week and a half, two weeks. And a girl that I work with, her and I have both been doing this and researching all these all natural remedies and stuff, which I think is really cool to have somebody that you're kind of into it with. And we were on the hunt for Celtic salt for like two weeks. We're like, we have to find this. And we have this place called the Harvest Market and it's kind of has, you know, all the organic natural stuff, local farm grown vegetables and stuff like that. And they had Celtic salt, but they only had a tag for it. So they didn't have any Celtic salt available. And the one on Amazon was like $50. And I was like, there's no way I won't even, I won't get it. And, and she was like, me neither. I'm not paying $50 for a bag of salt. And I said, but, um, I'm going to go look at my local health food store. And so we live an hour apart from each other, but I drive an hour to work every day. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to leave work and I'm going to get off and I'm going to go to the health food store an hour away. And I barely made it there, but I did. And I absolutely love this freaking place. Like they have so many herbs and all natural remedies and products. And they were really helpful with my son's GI issues back in 2018. So I walk in there and I'm like, I'm looking for Celtic salt and castor oil because that's a whole other thing that I'll get into next. But I was like, I really need to find this Celtic salt. And so I go in there and she's like, oh, girl, I have a big box full of it on that table over there. And I said, bet. And so I go over there and I'm start, I start pouring my salt into this little bag and I'm loading up because it said it was 99 cents. Well, I didn't read. I thought it was 99 cents a pound. No, it was 99 cents an ounce. And that was my fault. I was too excited. I should have stopped and read the label more clearly. So I fill up two bags, one for me and one for my girl. And I was like, this is it. So I texted her and I was like, I secured the bag of Celtic salt. And she was like, dude, great. It wasn't until I got there and checked out that I realized I got $31 worth of Celtic salt. And I'm like, oh shit. Um, but whatever, I'm going to buy it because if it's this great, like I'm just going to have some on hand, I'll cook with some, she can have some, and then I'll just take some before every glass of water. I'm going to drink a lot of water. And so I get that and give her hers, but I started taking it. Like you put a little, like two granules on your tongue. You don't need a whole lot. And for somebody who doesn't eat a lot of salt, which I do, which is obviously why I have high blood pressure. Um, also with my high stress levels and childhood traumas and still dealing with my parents today. So <laughs> my blood pressure is high. And so Celtic salt is supposed to be different from like iodized salt, which is not good for you. So I take two little granules and let it dissolve on my tongue. And then I sip my water. You're not supposed to like chug it. You just sip it and the Celtic salt helps 
again, the water get into the cell in your body. And it's been working. Like, my blood pressure's been lower. I've just had more energy. I've felt better. Um, probably along with some of the other natural remedies that I'm doing. Or it's all in my head. Who knows? But I have felt a lot better. And I have been drinking more water. So, that's a plus. And... Then I also got Celtic salt while, or not Celtic salt, but castor oil while I was there. And I was looking for it in a glass bottle because if you do plastic, then you run the risk of like the plastic leaching into the oil and you don't want that. And so they had a glass bottle of the organic castor oil. And so castor oil can help break up like lumps, bumps, um, break up tissue and stuff like that. And I have a lot of scar tissue on my C-section scars. And so I kind of wanted to break that up because I also have a hernia. It's also great for breaking up like bone spurs and stuff like that. Just a wide array of things. And so I got it for that and I had read... Where have you, a lot of people on TikTok have been doing like castor oil on your belly button. So I read up on that and I was like, I guess I think I'm going to try it because I have digestive issues. Um, probably similar to IBS, but I'm not going to take the time to go to the doctor and get diagnosed. I don't even have time to do anything outside of work, kids, practice, sports, whatever. So I'm really just trying anything at this point. And so I got the castor oil and not last night but the night before I had put it in my belly button and then I had did like a castor oil pack which they had this wool linen at the health food store and so I got that and you just put your castor oil on it and it stays in the fabric and so then your body heat helps kind of your body absorb that castor oil from that pack and so I did that and I woke up the next morning because I did it all night and I was like oh this is great like I don't really feel much different but I did notice that I was like way less bloated that morning but then I was on my way to work and again I have an hour drive there and it hit me I was like oh okay I thought that I was gonna die I thought that not to be vulgar, but I thought that I was going to poop my pants. And normally I don't tell people stuff like that, but castor oil does work as like, I don't know, a laxative, I guess. But I always thought that that was if you consumed it, like drank it, which you're not supposed to do, so don't do that. Um, but I guess that if you just do it on the outside of your stomach, then it can also get things moving, if you know what I mean. And everything that I had read was like, it's not going to be like a, oh my god, I have to go to the bathroom right now. It's going to be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. It's going to kind of regulate you. So I don't know if I did too much or what, but it was definitely more of like a, I gotta go. And so I'll keep you guys updated on that. I don't know what it is. I was scared to do it again the next night, I'll tell you that. And... It's also good for just, like, acne and stuff like that on your face. And, um, it, she 
in one of the videos I had watched, she had talked about, like, it breaking up, like, breast tissue for, like, breast cancer, um, and it's not gonna, like, heal the breast cancer or whatever, but it's just gonna help break up that tissue or tumor or whatever it may be, and, but you have to do it consecutively, like, you have to do it all day, every day, and stuff like that, kind of same with the poultices, like, if you have inflammation in your joints, a ginger poultice is gonna help a lot, but the way that she phrased it is if you've had this pain for nine months, it's going to take like nine weeks of doing the poultice every night for it to go away fully. Or if you've had it for three months, it's going to take about three weeks for of doing it every day for it to go away completely. And so, yeah, I don't know. I had had that back pain for like a week. So I think that that's why the ginger poultice really worked overnight for me. Um, but I have really shitty posture. I slouch and probably look like the hunchback of Notre Dame all the time. Like, I just like look like a shriveled up shrimp while I'm at work. And <clears throat> so the back pain's coming back. So I'm going to try the poultice again. These are things that I'm just keeping on hand now. Like, I want ginger on hand. I want garlic on hand. Onions. So, I guess if you have a cold, then onions put on your feet. And then put a sock on top of it. Helps with, like, coughing and stuff like that. Because the largest pores in your body are on the bottom of your feet. And I never really knew this. I always thought it was a freaking potato. Which... Again, I had talked about the potato poultice, which is good for pulling out inflammation out of the tissues. Um, and potatoes. Are good for, like, pulling out toxins, stuff like that. And so I was like, huh. Well, I guess I'm going to try this, you know, next time one of us gets sick. But it just so happened everybody in my house just had colds and, like, the coughs and stuff like that. And I was going to try it, but my fiancé is, like, not down to try any of this stuff, which I don't blame him. There's a hesitation there. Um, he calls me a witch and jokes about it, and it's hilarious. I don't take offense to it at all. He does it in a loving, joking manner. He knows that I do all these crazy hobbies and all-natural remedies and all this shit. And he knows that it's either a phase and it's going to pass or it's just going to become who I am. And he kind of got on board when I was going to the health food store. Whenever my son had all those issues, I started going and I would get like vitamin C powder, so ascorbic acid and or sodium ascorbate it just is like one of those two but they're both the same thing they're both like vitamin c powder just different forms i guess and i would get that and before anything else he was like i'm not gonna try any of that no but he got really sick during covid and he was eating that shit by the spoonful and he was like oh my god this stuff works and so he kind of jumped on board there, but that's the only thing that he'll try, which is fine. Like, he wants to try, like, the vitamins and stuff like that, and it's a powder you can mix into your water or whatever, so he's down for that. 
But whenever it comes to putting onions on your feet or anything like that, he's like, no, I'm good. And so my four-year-old had it and I was like, oh, I'm going to try these onions on the feet. And it was a no-go. He has sensory issues and he was just not down for it. It was cold. It felt weird. And I was like, that's fine. But he also wouldn't take any other medicine or anything like that. So I was just like, well, crap. Like, him and my oldest will both, like, make themselves gag. They'll puke up any medication that I try to give them. Even if I get it in tablet form, they, like, still deny it. My youngest won't even eat suckers now because he thinks that they're all medicine. Because I had gotten these, like, sore throat lollipops and he took one lick of it and he said, no, that's medicine. I'm not taking that. (laughs) So, I mean, what do you say to a kid that doesn't want to do anything? Like, if it's real bad, I have to, like, hold him down and force it down his throat. And they've had to do that at the doctor's office before as well. And it's a terrible feeling. Like, you don't want to hold your kid down to, like, force medicine down their throat. But when you have to, you have to. And so whenever it comes to, like, these all-natural remedies and stuff like that, it sucks that he won't try them, especially if it's just, like, an onion touching the bottom of his foot. But I get it, and I'm not going to force it or put him through a traumatic experience because it's not life or death. Like, it's just a cold, and neither one of them take anything. And I always find that whenever they don't take, like, an antibiotic or anything like that, they get over it quicker. And I don't know if that makes sense for some people, but I just feel like when they take these things, um, like cough suppressant, stuff like that, then they, the symptoms are prolonged. Like it suppresses the symptoms, but the virus sticks around a little bit longer. And I think the body's natural way of fighting off these infections is like, you're going to feel like crap. So... Yeah, you're going to have to feel like crap for a little bit, but your body's going to fight it off quicker than if you suppress the symptoms and stuff like that. That's just my opinion on it, my experiences with it. I think if we can fight it off ourselves, we're going to get over it quicker. And that's why I like to do a lot of these natural remedies. But, yeah. Also, I'm getting real into the herbs There's this one called Golden Seal, and it's supposed to really help with sinuses and stuff like that. And so, that's my next trip to the health food store. I want to go get some Golden Seal and try that out. And cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is a big one. Like, people, like my friends right now are making fun of me. And my coworkers are probably going to laugh at this whenever they hear it. Um... But I carry cayenne pepper around in my purse because it helps, like, your blood, like, clot or form or do whatever it needs to do. If you get a cut, you can pour some cayenne pepper on there, and yeah, it's going to burn. Like, I poke myself with screwdrivers and stuff like that all day at work, and usually I just spray rubbing alcohol into it to kind of kill any germs or bacteria whatever, and it burns. And so I'm like, well, if I'm going to do that, if I'm really bleeding, then why not just pour some cayenne pepper in it? And it helps the blood clot and form. um, So that way you stop bleeding. And I've also read on the 
<clears throat> like healing properties of it and it's from the Caspian family so it also like soothes it's not gonna like burn but it can help with like stomach ulcers and stuff like that and so it'll tingle or kind of feel like it's burning as it's going down because you can take like a half a teaspoon of it and like some warm water or tea or whatever it may be and it'll help like soothe the stomach and not to be confused with like a jalapeno or anything like that it's from the Caspian family again I didn't know that so do your own research but it's just really cool to see like all these different herbs and vegetables and stuff like that that can help heal our bodies in different ways um not to replace a doctor or anything like that but just for like minor things um it's kind of interesting to try or see if it would help and so that's just what I've been doing and I kind of low-key want to get a job at our local health food store just so I can get discounts and because I'm really into it so I can learn more but not even for like the money or anything like that I just want the discounts and that can be my spending money to use there um but yeah so I also want to do like a winter garden but it's so hard living in the midwest because our winters are really cold so it's hard to grow things and I can't really grow them in my house uh, because I have kids and they're going to mess with the stuff or I just don't know how well all of that would work doing it in a home instead of outdoors but just something I've been kind of looking into just to keep me busy during the winter and yeah so this has just been my ADHD and me kind of podcast this evening but this is my new hobby and what I'm into I don't think that it is going to be one of those hobbies that I like stop it might who knows I lose interest very quick but it's going on about three weeks now and I'm still like learning so much from it so I think that that's probably going to become who I am now because (laughs) My boss said one time, she was like, whenever you get really into something, like, you, like, it just consumes you. Like, it becomes you. And I'm like, yeah, it's really a personality trait and uh, maybe a mental disorder. I don't know. But it does. It consumes me. I become anything that I am interested in. And it is what it is. And this one is just kind of pretty cool. And so I think it's going to stick around for a while. And probably is who I am now and will continue to be but I don't know what do you guys think about all natural remedies and stuff like that I even just started making this thing called fire cider which is supposed to be like a really good immune system booster for whenever you get like the colder flu and honestly it was really pretty to make and so you just use like garlic and horseradish and cayenne pepper. I use peppercorns, rosemary, um, onions, what else? Turmeric, ginger. And I just chopped all this stuff up 
lemons, oranges, and I threw it all in a jar. And then you pour apple cider vinegar in it to kind of use it as a preservative or whatever. And you let that ferment for about six weeks like the other stuff. And then you just shake it. You don't have to burp this one. <clears throat> However, I'm seeing some like mixed reviews. I've been researching it a little more and some people say that they burp it. So I think I'm going to like burp it. Um, and kind of see how that goes. But other people were saying that they didn't and theirs turned out fine. So we'll see how that goes. But every night I just shake it whenever I'm burping my honey and garlic. And it looks pretty funky. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I even want to try it just because it does look funky. Like everything's starting to turn like a weird color. But I think that that's just because all of the flavors and nutrients or whatever from the vegetables and stuff is being absorbed into the apple cider vinegar. I'm no scientist or herbalist or whatever, but that's just my take on it. And from some of the follow-up videos and research that I've read, that tends to happen. So after six weeks, you're going to strain it and then you can use that um, liquid that's left and you just take like a shot of that whenever you're getting sick or feel like you're getting sick and or even whenever your household's getting sick and you're not there yet then you can take a few shots of that and it'll help like boost your immune system i don't know i will say that everybody in my house got sick with colds and flus except for me knock on wood um but i'm hoping it stays that way and if not then i'm gonna crack open some of these herbal remedies sooner than expected um or just go down to the health food store and get some more stuff but yeah let me know what you guys think and what do you do what's something that is not of the standard norm or an old wives tale that you do that i should check out but this is the end of this episode and sorry it's been so long i will not wait so long to do another episode coming up i can't make any promises because again life is chaotic and busy all the time so i'll try not to let it be so long next time but until next time clear the haze and manifest better days